Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, joined by Dominic Neely. Just the two of us tonight. Just the two of us this week, right? Absolutely. Sir. We just we just got done recording with Coach Benner. He is going to be uh, that episode will be on Thursday, so look forward to listening to that. He he had a he had some great insight on coaching his kid. He had great insight on ske- upgrading their schedule a little bit this year. And uh, Dominique asked an excellent question dealing with the uh, tournament format switch. Uh, two games in the sophomore or uh, two games in the semi-state versus two games in the regional. I liked I liked his answer mostly because it agreed with my my, <laughs> my perspective one hundred percent. Right. Um, but I, I think everybody's feels like that's was a good decision. Um, but anyway, we are going to have a normal pod this 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 time through. We're going to do a little recruiting update, and then we're going to get to a couple topics here toward the end. Um, but, uh, let's do the recruiting update here real quick. If I can find what I sent you, Dominique. Uh, let's see. Jack Hall's senior forward from Terre Haute North picked up an offer from Judson. Devin Lewis picked up a couple of offers this week, both of them at the division three level. Uh, he's a guard guard. Yeah. Point guard at Canterbury point, point guard at Fort Wayne Canterbury. He picked up offers from Bluffton and Manchester. Caleb Lehrman from Bishop Dwinger. Picked up an offer from Indiana Tech. Again, another senior. And Xavier Robinson, who is a junior at Lawrence North, picked up an offer from Illinois. And then we have one commit this week, Deglin Sullivan, class of 2023. So finally wrapping up his recruiting from Mishawaka Marion. He picked up or he committed to Benedict uh, Benedictine, a uh, NAI school in Kansas. Anything? Uh, I mean, Robinson now has, what, multiple high major offers? Yeah. Do I need to double check that before we well, he does. Go, we run with that? Let's he's got do, multiple. Let's match his first name since there's lots of Robinsons. There's only one Xavier. As Xavier. There we go. As Xavier. Yeah, he's got Notre Dame. He's got Oklahoma State. He's got St. John's. He has Illinois. He has Arizona State. And then he's got teams from multiple bid leagues like St. Louis, Temple. Central Florida. Central Florida is now in a high in the Big Twelve, so they're in a high major league. Is TCU, TCU still there? Okay, yeah, are they, they still are. in? Yeah, okay. just not used to seeing it called Texas Christian. It's true. And then he's got East Carolina, I, Indiana State, IUPUI. Those were his three early offers in the in the winter. And um, yeah, I'd say he's he's going to have a decent amount to choose from when it when it comes time to it. So, absolutely. He has shown more point guard savvy, more uh, controlling the possessions type uh, mindset. And with him and Kobe, Kobe Bowles, those, it's got to be one of the better backcourts. Throw in Miles Baker, who, who's shooting the heck out of it. It's a small backcourt, but it's a potent backcourt. Man, most athletic backcourt. Bowles and Robinson, man, they're <laughs> yeah, right there. 
Oof. I can't. I really yeah, love I his defensive ability on the ball, Xavier Robinson. Man, he's so long and quick, strong. Especially his lower half is just super strong and quick, and just takes the ball from guys sometimes. Really love his his on ball defense pressure. You know, he was coming up. There was, I think, he, there was some question between him and and LeBron Golf at at Cathedral, and and LeBron is improving. Um, don't you know he's he's looking better. I thought he had a pretty good June, at least to get the stuff that I saw. Um, but I think Robinson's really starting to separate himself. Um, in in that comparison, and and it really was just because they they did play together a decent amount. So, anything else in that recruiting stuff? Yeah, um, I've seen a couple of these guys on Saturday, uh, Lewis. Okay. Uh, from Canterbury and um, Lairman as well. They play on the same AAU team. And um, both, you know, did some good things in the game. I, I talked with Manchester's coach. He actually recruited me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he was, he was, you know, front and center for that game. And, uh, and Lairman had a nice, you know, a, a matchup where, he had a kid, Lamron's about 6'8". The kid he was guarding was 6'10", an athletic. And it was, you know, it definitely challenged him. He scored a couple times on him, but definitely challenged Lamron. And and then for Lewis, he was, um, he did some good things as well. Um, you know, he was pretty crafty with the ball, making plays, getting to the lane, getting fouled, getting to the line a lot. Um, but, yeah, two guys that had some pretty good weekends uh, for TPE. That's who they play for, Total Package Elite out of Fort Wayne. And um, happy to see him get some offers. Well, let's stick with that subject, unless you wanted to stay with the recruiting stuff. Oh, that's good. Okay. What, who were some of the, any other names this weekend you saw that stood out? Yeah. Uh, where's my notes here? Here they are. Because this basically, um, this was the last week. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't. I didn't really hammer home what, what some of the things we could talk about this for this for this uh, podcast. We we're going to talk about three or four players who maybe helped themselves this summer. Yeah, Even yeah. I think a room. name, as a name this weekend that really uh, stood out to me was Jackson McGee um, yeah. from Leo, six uh, two um, guard, shooting guard. We, can you pull his stuff up, his offers? I think he's got an NAIA or so. But yeah, but he's just a kid who um, you can just tell he puts in a lot of work. He's he's put together physically. Um, you know, he's knocking down catch-and-shoot threes, but he's, you know, taking his guy off the dribble and shooting contested pull-ups and guys' faces, hitting them. Uh, you can just tell he really works on his game. Um, I see him being really good in the crossroads. And that's where his offers have come from. He's got Goshen, St. Francis, and Bethel are his three offers so far. And I think, you know, if I think what's missing, what, what what's probably keeping him from that next level is explosion, you know, explosiveness off the dribble and vertically as well. It's not like he's not a good athlete, but I would say if he's, you know, really bursting by his guy and finishing at the rim up and over guys, and that's where he's going to jump into that D2 because everything else is there. I mean, he can really shoot the heck out of the ball. He can shoot off the dribble and got, you know, contested shots. Um, 
really, really like his game a lot. I seen him play, I think the first game of the year last year and he had an off game. I was kind of mixed about him a little bit. I saw him a couple times on stream throughout the year, but definitely on, on um, Saturday, I'm really, I'm on board. I'm on the Jackson McGee board, you know, train here. Um, and then another one that stood out, uh, we just talked about. Now I forgot his name from Plainfield. Oh, Colin Schmidt. Colin Schmidt. Um, he had a, a good game, the game I saw for Indiana. Who does he play for? Game Black, right, for yeah. Wolf? Yeah, Porath. Uh, Wolf, Por- yeah, 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 actually, well, that's the group Porath has coached for a number of years. But, yeah, his kids are now playing with Wolf. Yeah. Wolf's coaching them. But yeah, Colin Schmidt was really good. They played against five star um, out of the South Bend area re- you know, region up there. Um, but Schmidt was really good. He had like, I don't, I don't know how many he ended with, 18 to 20 or so. But he, he had a really good game. And then um, Grant Porath was really good. He had 25. He was just getting to the lane at will and finishing through contact. He had about three or four and ones hitting his free throws. His outside shot wasn't really going, but he was just getting to wherever he wanted on the floor. Um, so those two guys kind of stood out in that game for Indiana game. Where, where, um, do, you see, where do you see Grant fitting in college-wise? Because his, his dad actually texted me earlier this morning and asked, and I thought it gave a pretty good answer. Um, where, where do you see him fitting in college-wise? As far as level or position? Level. Well, I mean, I – I, I view him as a point guard. Yeah. I think uh, he can he, play at the NAI level. Yeah, that's what I – I mean, I told him I thought he would be an easy fit in the crossroads. I, yeah. He is – he's such a good defender, such a good passer, and he is scoring more. Uh, the, the the thing that I think – and this is what I told his dad. I think he needs to be more of a shot maker off the dribble yeah. and not just get – I'm not talking about right at the rim. Because there's, you know, just a lot of that stuff that, you know, gets kind of gets wiped away with bigger bodies. You know, it looks really good in the summer when there's not as much help. Yeah. And I, it's just the discussion I have often with kids. It's, you know, or, you know, families like, why is my kid, you know, so much more effective in the summer than he is with the school teams? Like, well, there's, there's, there's no scouting. I mean, this is a broken record with me. There's no scouting. There's no game planning. Sometimes there's no help side. You know, there's no help defense, defensive concepts. Uh, there's just a lot more space in AAU. And, you know, a kid like Porath takes advantage of it and then gets a little tighter during the school year. And he's just got to be able to be more of a, especially coming off ball screens. And it just would enhance his passing even more. Well, I just think he's, Brownsburg has had three really good. Grant is the third of this group. Three really good passers slash defenders who were scoring has been a secondary option, and they've been better because of the the priority being passing. Darian Ringo, uh, um, Luke Lacey, and now Grant Porath, and and. You know, those are those are guys, and all three of them are just outstanding defenders and and game changers on that end for them. And you know, you, you could even see it with with Grant in the state tournament in the in the semi state, where you know he's kind of 
kind of keeping them in it there for with you know with Ben Davis early on. Then of course the, that's that's the first half, but yeah, for a half, and then it got yeah. ugly. But yeah, yeah, and then then stuff really started to go go south on them. But um, you know, but I, just, I I would say I like that about Grant as far as. Uh, like the game we were at, Jim, or I don't know mm-hmm. if you were, I think you were sitting with me yeah, at the Charlie Hughes against Ben Davis, mm-hmm. um, where he can just kind of, he, he, you know, pressure and those type of things, he can handle it. It's like he's been playing against that his whole, you know, life, and there's no, you know, you know, turning it over, can't handle the pressure type of stuff. Like he's still getting past guys at Ben Davis, getting to the line, you know, to the lane and making plays still. So he can handle that pressure. He's got the physicality, the quickness off the dribble. Um, but like you said, yeah, some of the things you mentioned about, you know, coming off screens and being able to pull up and shoot and those type of things are some of the things that I can work on. You you mentioned Eli. You mentioned Schmidt. Another playing yeah. field kid that's had a great summer is Eli Ellis. Right. And, you know, he's – I've had a couple couple of tweets about him this this spring just because of the way he's played. He does play in the Kyle Guy program that, that I'm part of, so – I like to disclose stuff like that when I when I talk about kids in, in our program. But I mean he's had some huge numbers. He's had some huge scoring outputs. And and you know, he is you know, he is sort of a a, a tweener position wise. Um but his ability to shoot, even contested shots at his size at five nine, he if he's clean when he catches it, he's gonna hit the shot. You can contest it. You can cloud vision, whatever. If but if he's clean on the catch, he's going to hit it. He's got a quick release. He elevates well. Um, you know, I think there's going to be, you know, what he, what does he guard at the next level? I think that might be, um, you know, at the end of the crossroads league schools, those might be such, you know, those might be schools where they're like, okay, who's he going to guard in our league? I think those are fair questions, but. You know he's offensively he's 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 he has had some really dumb he's had some games in the high thirties this summer. What's he playing a, for? He's playing for our second Cow Guy Black okay. team, coached by Michael Pace, who did an outstanding job with that group this year. You know they and they've got a good group. They've got they've got Jack Cherry from Garen Catholic. So there's a kid on the team that you know got to the championship game, the starting point guard for Garen. Uh, they've got Brady Fitzgerald from from Mount Vernon. So again, a kid that starts on a team that you know won a lot of games last year. Um, but you know Eli was if anybody was going to have a big game on that team, it was going to be Eli, and he he carried it. I mean, he was fantastic. Um, and then I think another kid staying in central Indiana that really improved his stock this year, really just sort of kind of, it's sort of a, about time that people got on board was, was Evan Haywood from Burbuff. Yeah. Uh, he, he was on he my was, list. Yeah. He was, and, and it's, for him, it's capitalized in, into offers. So that that's, I think where he's improved is, or where he has shown improvement. He, he really was this way during the school year too, but it just his playmaking and um, not just shot making. His shot making, he's he's had that for a while. But his playmaking off the dribble, finding people and creating shots for others, not just seeing things happen, but creating things. I think that's where he's he's improved a, a lot. Anybody else? I, I guess I 
we're kind of sticking with seniors. I don't think we have to, but it seems like those yeah. would be the the best the best place to go. Anybody else on your list there? Yeah, um, Keenan Gardner. We talked about him yeah. a couple times from Fishers. He's he's cracked that D one uh, code when he's got a few. I think two, maybe two D one offers now, somewhere around there. You talk um, to find out. Really, and I. I think I said it in one of our podcasts, but I just, man, watching him at the running slam, you know, play his role for Indian elite, the top Indian elite team with Flory. Uh, man, he just fit. He just plays his role extremely well. Um, just does what he needs to do. Rebounds at super strong hands. Um, just a, a player that, yeah, I think deserves these offers that he's been getting. He's got Eastern Illinois and SIU Edwardsville. Okay, so two. Those are pretty recent, right? Uh, yeah, those are his two most recent. Yeah, his two most recent offers. What have you seen Eugene Young play this summer yeah, spring? I just watched him uh, Saturday. He seems to be having a good spring. You feel like he's well. You mentioned TPE, right? So he plays on that yeah. team. Yeah, I just watched him Saturday. I watched him at Charlie Hughes. Charlie Hughes, he played really well uh, in the first half of the Burbuff game. I think he had like 13 or so or 15 in the first half. Because that's a kid think, that goes unnoticed at Pike. Yeah. And, 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 and in fairness, he was a of, sophomore. He was a sophomore. Yeah. So he was on varsity, wasn't getting a lot of clock. Certainly yeah. not a lot of touches. I think him and Few Jackson Few get kind of get part paired together. Well, I guess they they go on visits together. It looks like I think they both have offers from the same yeah. – uh, same uh, schools and things like that, but they're both six five. They're both wings. I think for Young, he can really, really nice looking shot. You know, catch and shoot. He can you know pull up and shoot a little bit off the dribble. I think for him, it's just like getting past his guy and getting to the rim and finishing. Uh, I think that's where he kind of struggles a little bit. Um, but he definitely has the size to play on the wing, and he definitely has a nice looking jumper. Um, I think it's just more of the. You know, getting past this guy, finishing in the, at the rim, athleticism, those type of things are things he, he'll want to work on. But I think they've all – I think both of those guys have been getting D3 offers so far. I'm trying to think. A, a guy that I like, Josiah Gustin, Pendleton Heights, I, I think he's really upped his game, his perimeter skill. Uh, his His – his motor, those are those are two things that I think he's he's really improved upon from watching him during the school season. Saw him once early in the spring, once later in the once early in the summer, and you could just see the improvement over that stretch. Six eight, pretty long, not like off the chart athletic, but but definitely good athlete. Uh, need needs to get stronger. Um, a lot of these kids do, but he is on the thin side. But he's, but he's just. I mean, he's really playing his way. I mean, he's got. Uh, see what's his offer? He's got. I think he has the one division one offer. Hold on a second. Yeah, he does. He's, he's got Northern yeah Kentucky. two of them. He's got Mercer, Northern Kentucky. Yeah, so, I mean, I think both of those are, you know, those are good spots. And he also has the Indiana Wesleyan offer, which is actually his latest offer. Um. Nothing coming out of June, although they had a weird June. I'm not sure. Played in the I mean, packet, right? Well, they, yeah, they had a coaching change, and 
It oh was, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was, I'm not sure. Yeah, remember that. What to make of that situation? I just don't think I want to coach in Pendleton. I guess. Um, <laughs> that was up here, wasn't it? The situation. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, Fort Wayne. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, you just—I don't know. I, I sh- you should be able to go have dinner. You should be able to. <laughs> you should be able to have an adult beverage if you're an adult. Um, shouldn't have to be a babysitter. But yeah, we might have Jackson McGee a little low on our on our uh, 2024 shooting guard list. You probably haven't seen him much, have you? I saw him enough to send you that that message in our Slack where I thought he was better, I'm not going to say than who, but Yeah, yeah. where I thought he was better than a couple of kids that were being talked about from the Fort Wayne area. Yeah. Um, I just want to. I want to see how he keeps progressing because, like I said, I was kind of iffy at the start of last season. I think he just had a, a rough game because I think the next very next game he had like thirty three, but the game I was really focused in on, he kind of struggled. So, like I said, Saturday he was really impressive. Man, he had probably had twenty in the first half, and he was just knocking shots from from everywhere. So, really good yeah. showing from him. An- another kid that I've really liked to spring Malachi McNair from Evansville Harrison. He's I watched him once during the school year, liked him. He's gotten he's really improved his, his motor. He's he's a strong kid. He's six six. He has great hands. He has a good outside shot. He's got three point range. Um he's strong enough where he can post up and be a factor down there. I and pretty good feel with on the perimeter with the ball. I mean, he's not out there isolating people, but he's he's a good decision maker and you can facilitate he can facilitate offense. You can, or you can facilitate offense through him. And uh, he's he's one of the better rebounders in the state. Definitely one of the better rebounders in the Evansville area. Him and Tucker Tornada. And I thought, you know, really, actually Tucker too. Both those guys really had good springs. Um, but um, McNair was a kid. I think that's a kid that doesn't have a whole lot going on recruiting wise. And I think that's, that's a mistake on some people's parts. They need to get down there and take a look at McNair. And I was eventually going to get to Tornada too. Um, I mean, we have talked about him a decent amount on this yeah. podcast. So, you know, he's, he's a kid that such a good passer and a, and a good spot up shooter, which, you know, from a pick and pop perspective and a, and a screen and pop perspective, you know, even off the ball, he's a guy that, um, you know, he gets that stationary catch, you know, he's able to knock that shot down and just for his size, for the position that he will play, he's an incredible passer. And, uh, you know, I think that, I think he's a low D one guy. There, there, there's probably some questions defensively um, at that, at that level. But crap, man, there's a lot of questions defensively <laughs> at that level. Right. I was going to mention, I forgot, I, on Wednesday, I actually went up to St. Francis had a tournament. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be at St. Francis. And I went up to St. Francis and I walk in and lacrosse was like, yeah, we're all we're at sport one. Every all, the, the power was out. Okay. I, I got in the parking lot at St. Francis. There's only like five cars there. I'm like, am I in the wrong? You know, what's going on? So. He told me right away, he said, yeah, we're at Sport 1. So I went over to Sport 1, and 
uh, Peyton Baird for South Bend Riley. Uh, it's a kid I'd never seen before, never watched him play. Oh, yeah, he's been good. Yeah. Yeah, he's been playing. He was – so <laughs> Indiana Game Black actually played St. Francis, University of St. Francis. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because of one Somebody of the Somebody not show up? Yeah, not someone didn't show up, one of the teams or whatever. So I was – Isn't it great to coach at a level that has no rules? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, just throw five guys out. Yeah, that was it. Was funny. It was kind of cool to watch Peyton Baird. I I didn't know who he was. I I didn't even know who he was until Saturday. I watched okay. him on Wednesday, and then Saturday I, I had the rosters for Indiana Game Black, and then I finally was able to see who it was. Um, but yeah, he's about six four, six five, shoots it from the perimeter. I need to see more on him. He was guarding. What's the kid from? Ham- uh, is it Etherington, who's still in college at St. Francis? Yes, this younger one. Is it Aaron? Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, he was guarding him. So, obviously, Etherington was obviously more physical and stronger. But I thought he was, you know, I thought he did a lot of good things against St. Francis. And then he didn't do a ton on Saturday when I watched him play five-star. But I just – I think he's been getting a couple NAI, NAI offers, hasn't he? Or Baird? Baird. Uh... I, thought, I thought he was. Or he was getting some type of offers. I was wondering when Zach was sweeting those out, I was wondering who the kid was. Bethel Goshen. Okay. Got it. He's got yeah. a good motor. Yeah. I, 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 evidently, motor is a big word for me today, but I mean, he's. I saw him play in the spring, and they, and again, that's the team that Aaron Wolf, Coach Wolf from Northwood, coaches. He's you know he's pretty good you know and yeah. and. Alex Daniel, coach Coach Daniel up there was texting me during, or I was texting him during the game, and he was replying back and pretty happy to hear his guy was doing well. So, bodes well for them heading into this year. I don't know if there's anybody else. New, uh, I wanted to talk about Hauser quick, Cannon Hauser. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Can you pull him up quick? See what he's got going on because I, I know a. Um, I know a school out in Tennessee, a Division II school. Um, I sent them. They wanted to kind of know, you know some guys in Fort Wayne because they have a Fort Wayne Connect on staff about guys in Fort Wayne that can play at that level. And and uh, let's just say they were front row, front and center on, was it Friday? Friday night for Hauser's right. game. And he, man, he went, he went nuts on Ohio Buckets, man. He was – showcasing everything threes pull-ups at the rim leading the break um so he i don't does he have any d2 offers or northwood okay Rockaway. okay northwood uh, indiana tech bethel and grace okay um yeah I, I think that... seeing him during the school year and the, the spring i felt like he needed to tighten up his handle yeah who do you think's better at this point him or pardon I just had this conversation Saturday, actually. Um, and, man, that's tough. I, I think I would go with – I think I would go with Hauser. Um, you know, he's he's noticeably bigger. I think he's about 6'5". Mm-hmm. Um, both of them can really shoot it. Um, I, I just – I think, man, think when I see – think he shoots how- it as well as pardon? 
I think it's pretty freaking – it's close, man. I mean, it, I've seen Pardon have really good games. I've seen Hard, uh, Pardon struggle some. I've seen I've seen Hauser go off against North Central last year at 27. He was unconscious. And Pardon, I think, had four points that game. So it could just be, you know, the times I've seen him play, maybe Hauser's played better. Um, I just think, you know, being 6'5", the times I've seen him, he's been able to get, you know, get get by his guy and make plays, good vision. You know, he's got a nice little floater in the lane. Um, I don't know. I think it's really tough. I think they're both scholarship kids, NAIA, D2, somewhere in that range. But I think I, if I had to pick one right now, I think I would pick I'd, – I'd probably lean on Hauser a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I sometimes I view – I will view a kid in the college level, at the college level with the one thing – if there's one thing they do extremely well, yeah, that could lift. That could lift their game out, and that for me, that's pardon shooting. Um, and I think he works defensively, so he could, he wouldn't necessarily be, you know, he he wouldn't be a liability on the defensive end of the floor. If well, I mean, because he's got the Bowling Green offer now. I think what the the word is his dad played at Bowling Green. Yeah, he did. If that's not if that's not yeah if that's accurate. He did. Yeah. Because you know Hauser's got more offers, but Harden's got that one Division One offer, and you know sometimes legacies are hard to gauge from a recruiting right. standpoint. Yep. Um, but at the same time, I think he shoots it well enough, and he's a, he's a physical kid. He's an aggressive kid, but yeah, if Hauser's tightening up his ball handling, I thought that was the one thing that kind of plagued him during the year, just from the couple of games I saw. I mean, because they got obliterated by HSE. Just obliterated. No, no, no. no. Oh, Carol? F- flip it? Yeah, Carol obliterated them. <laughs> yeah, they won by 20, I think. Did I get, did I get that wrong? Yeah. We had a rough day. Although people won't find that out till Thursday. <laughs> yeah, they got them by 20. Yeah, they did. So. Yeah, they did. They got them. Yeah, 23. My bad. It was the other way around. Yeah, that was the Snowmageddon. Yeah, they started snowy, early on you, right? Started 30 minutes early. I got there. Yeah. Who did I see him play? Uh, at Carmel. Was that, I was at the Carmel game. No, not last year. At Carmel? Is it at Carroll? No, last year was at Carmel. Oh, no, that's, that's the HSC. That's the HSC schedule. Daggone it. Crap. <laughs> Losing my mind. Jeez. Let's see. Losing my mind. Definitely was not at the Carroll game. Okay. I think you probably would have saw them once last year at the HSE, or maybe I on stream. At, I don't know. You don't. No, stream. I saw them at HSE. I saw. I was at. I was at the HSE game. Right. Because I was driving home in the mess. And, we, and ultimately, we didn't. We only got like nine inches of snow instead of twenty-two. So. Yeah. So only wasn't nine. Quite, yeah. Wasn't quite snowmageddon. I need to get. I need to text Abbott and see what their percentages was. They're from the last year from three. How's oh. how's her important? I think if there's anybody else I want to throw on this list. That was it for me. That was it for you. Yep. All right. Do we? Is it a mystery of how I what I feel about Jalen Harrelson going to Lalu? <laughs> This is not Anybody breaking news. Any, this is not breaking news. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. It's, look, 
I, there's no reason for him to leave Fishers. I, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what Rafael Davis says to me on Twitter. You survived that? Okay. Well, how am I not going <laughs> to? Who's going to out talk me on Twitter? Yeah, I'm just messing with you. I know. I mean, <laughs> it became the side story. The side story was that Rafael Davis was, 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 um, I mean, he was, Rafael was making good points. Yeah. But he was making it based on his experience. So obviously anybody who listens is already going to know Jalen Harrison has left Fishers to go to Lalamere and Laporte. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows I absolutely detest undergrad prep schools, especially kids that leave really good programs to do it, especially kids that leave programs with good coaches to do it. And I'm not trying to carry anybody's water or suck up to anybody or anything like that. It's that's just that's how it is. I don't think catchings needed to go to OTE to do anything that he needs to do to get ready for Purdue. It's, I think it's a ridiculous assertion. Assertion. I think it's ridiculous to think that Harrelson needs to go to Lalu to get ready to play at the college level or to get ready to play at the NBA level, whatever the hell that means. Because again, we all we ever do is read about the the kids that make it. We don't ever read about the kids that don't make it. And there's still more kids who don't make it, who make these decisions. And I'm not saying that these kids all end up kind of homeless and ditches or, you know, that they don't live good lives or anything like that. But, but again, it's, it's, let's, let's just put it this way. I, I had 11 or 12 coaches, college coaches, either DM or text me. And I'm not even going to tell you who they were, tell you who they were. Because obviously they have to suck up to these guys recruiting wise. And I don't want it to get, I don't, that absolutely agreed with everything I was tweeting about the situation. Because it's, look, if you're leaving a bad situation, if you're Rafael Davis, and if Rafael wants to, if he hears this, I'm not trying to talk behind his back, he can he can reply to me on Twitter. And if he doesn't know how to reach me, Dewan Marrero, his buddy, who he, he Dewan knows how to reach. Rico knows how to reach me. That's how I know Dewan. I know his nickname is Rico. When you leave a team that wins six games, you probably should leave that team. The Fort Wayne South team that Dewan or that uh, Rafael Davis was on was, uh, was a cluster. It was a mess. He had three coaches in three years. Four, uh, hell, probably four coaches in four. <laughs> May have been four coaches in four, but he had three coaches in three years. And the situation was a mess. Why well, there was no reason to keep him there. I mean, even if he left for even if he didn't go to La Lu, leaving Fort Wayne South would have made sense with the, the mess that program was in during the time he was there. And I don't know that Fort Wayne South has been great. No. no. You know, and you don't uh, want to get – and now it sounds like I'm making this about Rafael, but but that became literally a days-long argument, debate on Twitter. You know, and, and, and maybe someday we get, we get John Loudon on here again and we talk about, you know, his kid left Pike, he was chiming in, and that was fine because we have some good back and forth on stuff, and he's been on this pod before. And he's going to listen and he's, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not, again, talking bad about him. 
you know, each of those kids, I don't know that I'd leave Pike to go to a prep school, which is what kind of what JJ did, John's son, via addicts. Um, but, you know, I, it, it's, I definitely wouldn't have left Fishers. I definitely wouldn't have left Brownsburg. And I get it when someone says, well, it's a family decision. It's their personal decision. You got to respect what they've got to blah, blah, Great. I wish them well. I definitely don't wish them any ill will. They're good kids. Um, doesn't mean I got to agree with it. <laughs> I don't, I can respect people and not agree with them. Um, there's just no reason to leave fishers and I'm not carrying anybody's water. I'm not, there, there's, I got no dog in that hunt whatsoever. Um, and I don't feel any differently if it's a kid leaving Fishers or Garway, do all leaving Carmel. I, I don't, I don't care. It's you don't, I don't think you need to leave good program at that point. I think you're just chasing something or whether it's paper chasing or somebody's promises or some weird perception that, you know, guys, I mean, Jalen Harrelson doesn't need Lalu. Lalu needs Jalen Harrelson far more than Jalen Harrelson needs Lalu. That's where I'm going to leave that, or maybe not leave it, but that's where I'm going to leave it long enough for you to talk. Yeah, and I think the the biggest thing you said, the overarching thing, is just the situations they're leaving. Um, you know, Fisher's is gonna was the favorite. You know, we talked about that coming into the right. season; they were probably the favorite in the state. Um. They, I think they went undefeated in June, which I don't know how much that means, but they played good competition and they pretty much blew everyone out. Um, same thing with with catchings at you know Brownsburg, leaving a you know a team that's going to be a contender, play a good schedule. They're, and both of both of them are getting coached. Like Lynch is right. coaching Brown is coaching catchings, like you know, held, holding them accountable and those type of things. You know, same thing with Weiniger at Fishers. Um, so that's I think that's the biggest thing for me is like, you know, it's not like they're leaving, like you said, a Fort Wayne South or, a, you know, we can probably talk about South Bend Clay and that and now they're getting ready to close the school down. So if they're leaving situations that are just, you know, not great situations, competition isn't there, the scheduling isn't there, you know, whatever it might be, then it kind of makes sense. But and like you said, I hope the best for him. I, I spoke with uh, a few years ago when Harrelson played up at. Carol, I spoke with his dad about 20 minutes after a game and just super down to earth, super humble, awesome family. Uh, so I wish nothing but the best for him. Uh, but selfishly, yeah, I want to see the best players play in the state and I want to see Fishers compete for a state title for sure. Um, but and, I know, he, yeah, go ahead. I'm saying that he reportedly turned down OTE. Yeah, that's what I heard. Harrelson, yeah. So yeah, that was. I just had a conversation at Charlie Hughes with with Kyle Nutting Rip about some of that stuff, and uh, and then you know, just a couple weeks after that, two you know two of our top guys in the state are are out of here. So and, and let's be clear on something: OTE needs cannon catchings more than cannon catching needs OTE. Yeah. Period. Now they may not need him as much as Lalu needs Harrelson. Right, but they need they need guys like catching as well. 
the, the Thompson twin and the people talk about the Thompson twins getting the Thompson twins were going to get drafted in the top six, seven, no matter what. Right. Period. You know, they had a chance to go to G League Ignite, which is what Scoot Henderson did. And he was taken, you know, he was taken. Scoot Henderson was going to be Scoot Henderson was going to be the number one pick until this dude Wimbanyama <laughs> comes along. You know, and, and steals the show the last two and a half years. And I'm an NBA draft nerd, so I follow this stuff at, at ground zero a lot of time. Like even the European stuff with Jonathan Gavoni and and Sam Bassini, those dudes that, that have boots and eyes on the ground in Europe and write about it a lot and podcast a lot of about, I'm all in on that stuff. That I mean, to suggest that OTE made the Thompson twins, dra- you know, put them in a position to be drafted. No, that's garbage. To suggest that some of the guys that that go through Lalu and Lalu made them or Lalu helped. No, it's it's not. It's not true. If I was Ivy, I wouldn't have left Mishawaka Marion. The only thing he would, <laughs> the only thing he would have gotten for leaving Marion to go to Lalu was maybe not playing zone the whole game every game. I don't know if they played zone the whole game every game when he was there, but they have the last three years. Pretty sure they did. Every time I watch him play, they play a zone. Didn't they have something to do with his mom going down to Memphis though, or? Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. That could be. Yeah, it. for that she was just working. It's a coach for the Grizzlies, but the they could have worked it out probably, but. Well, yeah, for a year, sure, and and again, each situation is different. I mean, I it's I shouldn't have brought Ivy into this, but even every situation is different. And just like I like I said with Rafe, Rafeld starts replying. I'm not even sure he doesn't follow me on Twitter. I'm not sure how he even saw it, but all of a sudden here I am. And it's not that I shy away from these situations, as anybody would know, but it, but. Rafe, dude, you won. If you're listening, you listen. You won six games as a junior. You won six games as a junior. So something was not right there, and you you leaving was probably a good idea. He needed Lalu more than Lalu needed him. He probably got a chance to mature as a player. He probably got a chance to mature as a person. He made a point. He did get a chance to play with his soon-to-be teammate Jay Simpson at Purdue, who didn't get a chance to really play because of health issues. Um, you know, but but the bottom line is 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 that's a vastly different situation than what Jalen Harrelson is leaving. It's a vastly different situation than what Cannon Catchins is leaving, and. You know, it's, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't, you can, I, I haven't heard anything yet that's enlightened me. I realize I'm, I, I'm not trying to say I'm set in my ways. I don't think I'm set in my ways. One of the IU guys on Rivals posted something about Harrelson. Uh, there was a topic on the, on their forum. And, um, he said he was going to get better coaching at Lalu, and I'm like, no, he's not, dude. 
He's just not. He's not. And that's an online community I've been part of for 24, 25 years. And he, you know, those, they're, they're, and they're young kids. They've never, how they've never, they've never stepped foot in the Fisher's practice. They probably never stepped foot. Well, they've probably seen Lalu play live. I'm, I've never been to a Lalu practice, but I've been to a game. Just, I'm just not impressed with any of that prep school stuff in terms of coaching. It's, it's, it's just not, no, there's just, there's no, there's no there there. They just have talent. They don't have rules to worry about. They get to, they get to pitch travel, which is all fun and games. Um, What's the, what's the prep? What's the good prep school in Vegas? Um, like I can't ever. Are remember. they still Finley Prep? Or are they still? Finley, yeah, it was Finley. It was Finley. Yeah, Finley Prep got one of our grassroots, our UA grind kids from Louisville, and I can't, I can't remember the kid's name. I hate it. Wasn't the kid I coached, but it was a different age group. Their their meal plan was gift cards to fast food places. That was their meal plan. <laughs> he gained fifteen pounds in his year there. Not even year. Was, I mean, he was. When huh? was this? Uh, kid that graduated in two thousand eighteen. Played on the same team with, with Romeo and and. Um, okay. Uh, that I'm sorry. That may have been two thousand seventeen, because he would have played on the same team with with Sasha Stefanovic, Romeo. EG ten. No, 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 no. Uh, grind. Huh? I don't know. Ro- Ro- yeah, I don't. My Man, you're you're on one today, Jim. There's that. <laughs> um. Well, it wasn't my my age group, so right. Anyway, I I just, I mean, it's no surprise that to anybody that I I don't like the situation. You know, we and we talk about it. Spoiler alert, we talk about it with Coach Benner on Thursday. You know, that you'll be able to listen to it coming up later this week because his son obviously now is, is no matter what, was one of the top three guys in the state in that class, you know, the class of 2024. Um, you know, he's not going to leave his dad to go play at a prep school, but I still ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> I still ask the question. And, uh, you know, there's any other small school situation, maybe, you know, maybe, but, but to, but to Benner's credit, and we, we mentioned this on the, the pod that's coming up later this week, Dave coach Benner does such a good job of scheduling that it's, it's not hard pressed for Jack to go anywhere and play a better schedule than what they do. I mean, sure. He could come up here and play in a, in a mixed school or, or I still lump center Grove and Carmel as a mixed school in my mind, just because of the, the caliber of the teams they play, he'd come up to central Indiana and play at a four, a schedule. And sure. That's going to be a better schedule than what they play at Brownstown. But as far as what Brownstown has down there, they play every, they play any big school they can down there. And there would be no reason for him. I, I realize he plays for his dad, and there's 
you know, he's not, you know, it's not going to like sneak out. Like mom's not behind the scenes cutting a deal. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, and yeah, it sucks. Two, two very talented players aren't going to be in state this year. But I'll be interested to see if Harrelson comes back, Fisher's for a senior year. Yeah, I was gonna say that's on the table. He can do that. I mean, the, the feedback from college coaches that I got was was pretty funny about how, and four of them specifically had coached kids from. Lalu, <laughs> just like eh, they could have done without it. So, so Lalu could go check their recruiting roles and start deducting some stuff. But I think yeah. you nailed it, Jim. I know you had a lot to get off your chest. <laughs> well, you know, it happened Tuesday, so the day after we record, always you got a week to build up. And yeah. nothing ever happens Monday. Can you people start doing things on Monday afternoon, Monday morning, so we can act like we're current <laughs> instead of always a week behind? Can you just do that for us? Didn't even get a sneakers for Santa schedule, man. No, he did not. Co- yeah, Jeez. Drew Tower. Disappointing, Drew. <laughs> very, very disappointing. He did say, I, I didn't want to say anything. He did say that he was gonna. they were going to have um, – Brownstown play OTE. Yeah. Yeah. In the seekers for saying that, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. But we never, I didn't want to, thought we had a pretty good flow there for the, considering yeah. just the two of us. Right. Yeah. Kyler's bedridden and, and, and Zach is, what do you say? Girls, so, girls, softball. Softball. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, kids, just got to put that stuff on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of them. (laughs) All right, anything else? Any other thoughts? I think that's it for me. I mean, now that Fisher's is – now that Harrelson's gone, Fisher's no longer number one. No. I think they're – I think both teams fall into the middle of the pack. I think Brownsburg's – uh, I, I, I no no knock on Garrett on Weiniger. I think Brownsburg's got more a little bit more cohesion. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'm, I'm anxious to watch Fishers now and see um what it's like with the ball in Cooper's Zachary's hand more. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Who do you who got number? Who's your preseason number one? Now that Fisher's is. Who did I have number two? Hold on. Probably Lawrence North. <laughs> Probably. Hang on a second. It's up. I had Lawrence North number two, so now they are my number one. BD was number three, so now they're number two. Kokomo had Brownsburg five. Going to have some changes. Going to definitely have some changes. But that's what previews are for. We're going to be 
struggling for topics the next few weeks, but that's where Zach's great idea to have coaches come on is going to come into play because I think that's turning out pretty well. So you got anything else? That's it. Cool. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Look for a second podcast later this week, either Thursday morning or Wednesday night, where we we have uh, Coach Coach Jack Benner, Dave Benner, sorry, Jack's son. Uh, we have Coach Dave Benner from ben, from Brownstown. Wow. Coach Dave Benter from Brownstown Central coming on the pod, talk about a number of things. And next week we will – the very least have some more coaching pods. I think at some point we'll have Rick Shelsky from, from Park Heritage um, on board sometime soon. We got to start dipping into. We might might have to bring Coach Carlisle and Coach Wolf on. Uh, sort of in the same, uh, you know, defending state champs who are going to be pretty good. Yeah, BD's, in BD's case, really good. So, yeah, I think that's what we're going to have coming up here in the ne- in the near future. So, everybody, thanks for listening. I, I guess we go year to year. This is the, the end of the summer. Sort of feels like the end of a year for us. So, not not that we're taking a hiatus or anything, but everybody, thanks for listening throughout the school season, throughout the AAU season. I know there's a couple stray events still going on next weekend, but for the most part, all the big events are done. And uh, Zach or Dominique, appreciate your time. Zach, Kyler, appreciate all your time. And um, again, not that we're taking a hiatus, but I wanted to thank everybody for participating and for listening. And we'll look forward to more pods next week and more, uh, more pods this week. All right, Jim. All right, man. Take care.